The coronavirus pandemic has brought many challenges to an already overworked and complex foster care system, particularly for rural areas like those seen in eastern Kentucky. In a time that all families are struggling with change in an unforeseen future, foster families and the system itself have been impacted with many additional concerns. To understand how the system has changed, we must first examine the stance of foster care in Eastern Kentucky before the pandemic. I had thought about adopting kids for a long time, but I didn't really think about foster care either because I just wasn't familiar with it or I didn't understand it. That's Alexia Olt, a single mother who became a foster parent after seeing how children in her region often have difficult childhoods and are forced to grow up too soon. And I couldn't go back in time and make it easier for them, but I knew that there were still kids in our area and all over the nation that are dealing with similar issues, that their parents are struggling for whatever reason and aren't able to meet their needs at that time. Eating sugar. Telling lies. My mother, Melina Adams, decided to extend our family after remarrying and losing a pregnancy. Maybe if it was meant for me to be a parent again, then maybe the foster care route was something that I should do. So we just decided to take the plunge and just try and see what would happen. The state of Kentucky recently reached an all-time high of 10,000 children in the foster care system. For years, the system has become increasingly overwhelmed. And then, coronavirus hit the United States. Now to growing concerns about the deadly coronavirus officially hitting the Breaking U.S. Breaking news. The first death from coronavirus yeah, here in the United States. And a record for the second straight day. More than, listen to this, 39,000 new infections. And suddenly, everything changed. Kentucky very early on said, we're not going to have home visits in person. Right now, they're going to be virtual home visits. But as, as far as I can tell, they're still being pretty strict with trying to make sure that everything that can happen virtually regarding foster children does happen virtually. The pandemic changed things for me as far as no visits from social workers. I think that those can definitely have some long-term effects because with no social workers going into the home, you, you can't see what's going on in that home, whether it be the biological home or it be the foster home. And I'm afraid that things will get looked over. Visits from social workers were not the only in-person communications that were forced to stop. Visitations between foster children and biological parents have also been forbidden during this time, now taking place virtually through phone calls and computer screens. I can't imagine these kids doing Zoom calls with their biological parents. And if that parent's really working on getting that child back, them not being able to physically be with that child during that time, I can't imagine that that's good on a child just for that to happen the way that it has. I understand why it happened, but they don't. Foster families who were in the process of adoption, a time-consuming task under normal circumstances, also encountered many setbacks as courtrooms closed and the dockets were cleared. Foster parents knew, yes, I'm going to be adopting this child, but a judge hasn't ruled that this child is ready to be adopted yet, so we're just in limbo. And there were a lot of other 
really big court decisions that just had to come to a screeching halt. Adams was one of these foster parents impacted by the cancellation of court dates. She was nearing the end of a long and tedious process to adopt her second foster placement when the pandemic began, and suddenly her plans were changed. We only found out a week before adoption day that no, this adoption's not going to happen. All the dockets have been cleared, and it was really devastating. As a mom getting ready to adopt a child, you know, it's almost like having a, a new baby. You want all those special moments documented. But we waited patiently just to see what was going to happen. And probably about 10 days prior to her actual adoption day, my lawyer called and said they have set aside a day that we're going to do her adoption. We don't know whether it's going to be a phone call or if it's going to be a Zoom call. He said, what do you think about doing that? Because it may be months before the courts are open back up and we can do a face-to-face adoption. I told him, I said, I'm fine with that. Ever how we can get her adopted. That was, I think, on a Friday. And that Sunday, Easter, and we got a huge storm that knocked off all of our power. And I knew the day was coming quick that we were supposed to, you know, do this adoption. And I'm thinking, okay, how are we going to do this adoption now? I have no electricity. I have, of course, no internet access. Our cell phone was out. That next morning on adoption day, we ended up going to the Walmart parking lot. And when it finally came time, got on our Zoom call. And even the judge, he was like, my secretary told me what all's going on at your house. Where exactly are you all for this phone call? He said, because I can tell you're in a vehicle. And I was like, we're sitting in the Walmart parking lot. And he, he laughed so hard. And he was like, times have really changed. We're all just doing the best that we can. He said, just glad that you all could actually do this. So in the future, when we talk about that day, we'll have to talk about how we actually got her in the Walmart parking lot. And those fears of that not being a special day it's different her story will definitely be different when we tell her from what our first placement was but her day is just as special even though it's a zoom phone call the pandemic is impacting both biological and foster parents in a variety of ways many parents who worked outside of the home are now living double lives attempting to balance work and family responsibilities at the same time I had told a friend I felt like I could either be a good mother or I could be a good employee, but I couldn't do both. And so there were days when I just focused on what he needed. And there were days when I had grant deadlines to do and I had conference calls and he was just watching PBS a lot. And it was really, really hard to find balance. Honestly, I still feel guilty that I I wasn't able to keep up with all of the demands of my job because he was my first priority. He had to be. Unfortunately, working from home is not an option for all parents. In a region that is already lacking in local childcare services, the pandemic has brought many difficult decisions for Eastern Kentucky parents who are essential workers. I know in other areas, more urban areas, there were daycares that were open for essential workers. I don't know of any in my area, and so I didn't really have any option. Luckily, I have a job that is very flexible, and they actually allowed me to work from home, but that is a major luxury. 
And a lot of people don't have that. Some parents I know are choosing just to completely isolate themselves from their children and not take that risk of exposure. That would have to be a very hard decision to make. But it's also a hard decision to make, I think, if I was working full-time to come home in the afternoons and possibly have that chance that I've brought something home. One struggle that everyone is facing at this time is a sense of isolation. Even when there is no pandemic to navigate, foster parenting can be isolating, especially in rural areas. Now with quarantine, foster parents and children are living in an even more confined world. Being at home with a toddler on our own 24-7 has been really challenging. I think what's been essential to me is, is understanding the importance of routine just so that he can be comforted by that. I can be comforted by it and have something to rely on when so much is so completely unknown in our world right now. As states begin to remove restrictions and the rate of cases continue to rise, there is much concern for the future of the foster care system and the well-being of children in need. How and when will the system return to normal if there is even a normal to return to? Now with COVID, they're getting even less placements because they don't want kids coming into care where the kids could be infected with COVID. The kids could infect foster parents or other families. There are so many people right now that are afraid to do foster parenting because they're afraid of bringing a child into a home that possibly has been exposed to COVID and they'll risk their own family's lives by bringing in a child. So I don't think a lot of people right now are thinking, okay, this is the perfect time for me to be a foster parent when it probably is. What does months of quarantine and isolation mean for children's such impossibly dangerous and unhealthy living environments? A lot of the mandatory reporters like doctors and teachers and other public servants aren't seeing these kids regularly, so they aren't reporting it. Kids aren't coming into care. I also worry that there could be a rise in incidents because people have been isolated and not being able to go to their treatments that they need for drug addiction. A lot of those clinics have been closed down, which in turn will cause problems for the child that's at home. I've spoken with foster parents both in Kentucky and in other states that really expect a lot more kids to be coming into care in the near future just because the stress of being in quarantine is not easy for anyone, but especially somebody who's struggling with underlying mental illness or substance use disorder or anything like that. It's just a lot. There's a lot of people who need extra support right now. I hope I'm wrong, but I say that when all this is over with, we're going to see an increase in the amount of kids who go into care. And unfortunately, I'm afraid we won't see the increase that we need in the people who are becoming foster parents. What will the future of foster care look like following the pandemic? I think quarantine has been an opportunity for self-reflection, an opportunity just to be quiet. And I think the stress that we've seen with this pandemic is not gonna disappear. This virus isn't going to disappear. And even after we get a vaccine, the effects of this pandemic are going to last. They're going to be seen in children. They're going to be seen in foster children. They're going to be seen in single parents and biological families. 
It's going to take a while to recover from this. In Wattsburg, Kentucky, I'm Hannah Adams.